Welcome to Inside My Canoe Head, a podcast about self-reliance and building a more resilient lifestyle. Hang on and join us for your latest emergency preparedness information, building a better you in the face of life's disruptions, and all those other crazy stuff that's driving us nuts in today's world. I'm your host, Jeff. Let's get at it. Welcome back to Inside My Canoe Head. Thanks for taking the time to join us here today. We appreciate the time. We know the time is your most valuable commodity and taking it to join with us is much appreciated. Today marks the beginning of a three-part series on simplification. And no, this is not a minimalist movement where I'm going to tell you to throw everything out you own. You don't need to live with less than 100 things. And no, you don't need to sell all of your emergency preparedness supplies. What we are trying to try to focus on can be brought out by just a basic principle. And this is a quote from Confucius. We all have read many things that he wrote. And it says, Life is simple, but we insist on making it complicated. And another famous one from Leonardo da Vinci, Simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. So today we often find ourselves looking in the mirror, we're stressed, we're worn out, we're trying to run between 101 different commitments, we're trying to keep everybody happy, and somewhere in the middle there we're trying to scratch out a little bit of time to do the things that we really care about as individuals, pursue goals that we have, or whatever it might be, and it just so seems that this pursuit of life seems to be a very busy and exhausting endeavor. Now you've got this guy at Inside My Canoe Head telling you that it's exceptionally important to now add emergency preparedness and individual thought and resiliency to this already complicated life. So what I'm going to offer you here today in this first episode is the basic foundation of simplicity and simplification. And what we're going to try to get to is just the notion that you are in charge of your life. You are in charge of your responsibilities. You are the one who has made the decision to put you in the spot you're in now. Now, I, again, we say this all the time at Inside My Canoe Head, and, and we continue it on the podcast. We're not here to make you mad or make you think you made mistakes. We're here to put that self-reliance attitude into your brain and start you on a journey. And that starts with a lot of honest self-reflection in the mirror where we say, hey, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I got an incredibly stupid schedule and I'm, and I'm stretched to the nines. And you know what? As a human being, I live in a modern country in a developed world. Nobody is holding a gun to my head. So each one of these commitments, for whatever reason, and a lot of them probably were for some pretty darn good reason, I have taken aboard all of these commitments and the things that are now take up all of my time. And I did this voluntarily. And now I've got myself in a position where I'm in trouble. Now that is an honest reflection. That's not saying you're dumb, you're not an idiot, you haven't failed, you haven't, you know, haven't failed to meet the minimum acceptable standard or something ridiculous like that. It just means part of resiliency and building self-reliance is looking in the mirror and saying, yeah, okay, I'm here. So what? I did it. And it's just about taking responsibility for, I'm here. Okay, this is not a pity party. Let's move this forward. So the idea of simplification is based upon the principle that as a human being existing in the world, and we touched this on a previous episode, so I'll just go quickly through it again. 
is that the requirements in nature are small. And that's a very famous quote, and I forget the individual, so I won't try to butcher it. But the point is, is that when you look at the basic human survivals for a human being to exist on the face of this earth and not perish due to natural causes, there are three principal requirements of survival. Number one is thermal regulation of core temperature. As a human being, you have to maintain your core temperature, so you do that by having sufficient clothing, you have something to sleep on, something to sleep in, and something to sleep under. So that just means basic shelter, some type of mattress pad to insulate you from the ground, a bit of softness, and some coverings to keep you warm at night. It's no more complicated than that. And then you need hydration. The average human being needs about, depending on exertion levels, probably about two liters of potable water a day. And then caloric intake. Now, there are some people that have great lives off 1,500 calories, and some bodybuilders need 5,000 calories. But the end result is, if a human being consumes about 1,700 to 2,200 calories, in the run of a day, they will survive with the basic macronutrients meant that's it that's it as a human animal on the face of this earth that all the complication it is and the principle of self-reliance this goes back to what i said earlier is you must rely on no one for your basic needs you have to you have to hoist that aboard you have to understand that you have to accept it and that has to be your basis your underlying principle you are responsible for your own basic needs and oh by the way if you are responsible for other human beings whatever that arrangement may be you are also responsible it is not somebody else's job to provide you shelter food and water that's your own that's self-reliance which means you are fully capable as an individual to meet your basic human needs for survival on the face of this earth and then beyond that it's all about choice and we look at choice we look at you know, quote from Sue is, is, he is contented who that is rich. And Greg McEwen, a great writer of a book called Essentialism, and I'll re recommend it to everybody. And we're going to get a bit on that in a little bit. I mean, if you don't prioritize your life, somebody else will. So the principle of simplification is you need to understand that everything you do after you wake up in the morning and before you go to bed at night has to be driven towards you. It has to be for you or for your community or for your family, and it is your choice. So what we ask everybody to do is a little bit of reflection exercise. You can go all in, get paper, whiteboards, whatever you want to do, or you can just walk around as you're doing the dishes right now and listening to me in the background and, and just pause and think for a minute. You just dawn on yourself, what do I do during a day? Who have I already said yes to? Who have I already said that I would be committed to? What commitments do I have? And basically, you have to be honest with yourself and write down your commitments. And it's a very similar activity to sometimes some people like to budget, some don't, some hate the word budget, but most of us have some degree of budget. So you sit down and you write down your, your assets, your liabilities, your cash flow, where your money goes, and you basically have a look at it. So we're asking you to do the same thing when it comes to your commitments. And when I mean commitments, I mean time. Any activity that takes up time, other than basic human survival needs. You don't have to include eating. You don't have to include using the bathroom. You don't have to include sleep. I'm talking everything else that takes up your time that's not a basic human survival requirement. And then you have to look at that, and you have to start prioritizing. You have to start looking at something that, that Greg McEwen really talks about exceptionally well in his book, Essentialism. And it's all about the disciplined pursuit of less but better. It's about when you look at a commitment that's placed in front of you, it's about saying to yourself, if this is not an emphatic, absolute, unquestioned, definite, high five, jump up and down, yes, then the answer to it is no. 
You will turn down family requests for help. You will turn down friends' requests for help. You will look at your boss and say, thank you very much, I'm sorry, I don't have the time to do that, unless you want to take one of these other four activities you've given me down. And that's something that I learned later in my career after my first burnout um, was I had to look at my boss and they just kept throwing stuff at me. And I basically had to say to my boss, listen, sir, I, I, I have the time to do four things and you've given me seven. You have to pick which four I do. The other three don't get done. Full stop. That's all there is time for. And when you push it back, you're not saying I'm incapable of doing my job. You're just putting the limitations on it. And I've never run across a boss that says, figure out a way to do all seven and get on with it. Because if they do that, you just say, okay, then, sir, not a problem. You give me the order you want them done in. I need a priority list. And if he says, okay, this is one through seven, perfect. You do the top four, you ignore the bottom three, and you tell them you ran out of time. And then life will deal where it goes from there. And it's the same thing when you have children. You want children to do 47 different activities and get exposure to whatever you can. And then you realize, you know, my minivan and my hair can't handle this. I'm driving myself nuts here. So what am I doing? So why does this link to individual resilience? It beats resilience because you need to be in control of your day. As Greg McEwen said, you need to prioritize your life or somebody else will, which means that every commitment that enters your life is you are accepting it and saying yes to it. You are embracing it. You are, this is something that matters to you. And how amazing is that? Getting to do the things that matter to you, that, that excite you. And it doesn't matter what it is. I don't care if it's knitting. I don't care if it's lumber making. I don't care if it's, you know, being the number one soccer mom in, in this entire province or state. You know, whatever it is that makes you tick, that's what makes you tick. And that's what matters. And the best phrase that I heard is you need to master your schedule. You are in charge of that. When you accept the fact that you are in charge of your schedule and everything in your schedule is, in, is all up to you and nobody else, then you have reached this incredible point where you start shaving off things that don't make sense. And sometimes it can be a little hard. When I've, I, I remember I used to work for a charity and I had to go back and look at the guy that I worked with for years and, and just say to him, hey, Fred, bud, listen, you're a good friend, but... I don't have time to help you with this charity anymore. Uh, here's the documents back that I was working on. This is the best that I could do to this point. But uh, I wish you the best of luck in finding somebody else. Um, I just don't have the time for it. That was putting me first. Me as an individual, because I took care of myself. I was then therefore more resilient, more capable, and more ready to turn over to these other things that were more important to me, things that I valued more than working for that charity. I then had the energy to dive into those things. And this is not something that you're going to dive in and complete overnight. Again, a lot of these things that we talk about on this channel, they're legacy, they're not legacy, but they're, they're issues that are going to take you time to get through. And, and what we're trying to do here is, is just get you across that start line. Because what I, what I absolutely disagree with is organizations that give you a PDF file, PDF filler to fill out and say, this is how you accomplish goals, fill out these forms, follow these three steps. Uh, I, I totally disagree with that. You are an individual human being who is has their own wants and desires that are separate from everybody else. And let's not try to prescribe to you what is in, what is not more important. It is completely up to you. 
And something that I tell my children, more so late now because of what is going on with the social justice warrior movement out there, what I tell my kids is this. You must never, ever apologize for who you are. Now, if you do something wrong, if you make an ethical judgment flaw and you make a mistake, absolutely you stand up and you apologize for your mistake, but you never apologize for who you are. I am who I am and I do not apologize for that. And if my very existence on the face of this earth offends you, then that's an unfortunate situation that you are going to have to deal with. That's not an aggressive attitude. That's just a way of saying to the world, hey, I'm here. This is who I am. I, you know, I care about things. I just care about different things than you. I look at things differently than you. I have a different set of priorities. I'm not changing those because of you. This is me. And it's about when you get a little bit more mature. And, I, you know, I turned 50 this year. So after, you know, several decades, many decades of making friends, you realize that when you start trying to change who you are to be friends with somebody, it doesn't make any sense. So again, it's a principle of simplification. I am who I am and I am perfectly happy with that person. And when I look at myself in the mirror, I'm proud of that guy in the mirror. Uh, you know what? Sure, he's got a dad bod, whatever. We're working on that too. I mean, we've all got goals that we're chasing. But the point is, is that, you know, I remind myself quite often in the mirror that, uh, that you're a pretty handsome guy. And uh, you're a pretty successful guy. And, uh, you know, I wish you the best of luck today and all those things you're going to do. And it sounds weird. And my wife sometimes just shit, rolls her eyes uh, when she sees me standing in the mirror looking at myself, pointing at myself, saying, you, sir, are one handsome guy. And you are about to have an incredible day. Good luck. But that's such a beautiful thing to build your self-confidence. Self-confidence is a key part of becoming a resilient individual. Because resilient individuals are people who require less external assistance to manage a disruption in life. So whatever your life is, whenever there's an external disruption to that, and you need to do something to address that disruption, if you are a more resilient individual, you are going to be have a higher capability level to deal with that disruption and fix or address whatever the problem is without pursuing external assistance. And that is a self-reliant individual. And what we try to do here on this podcast is help you understand what that means and help you get across that starting line. I know it seems like we keep coming back to the same thing, but that's what we're trying to address here in a podcast. So simplification, the first part of it is understanding that it is your responsibility. If you do not wish to agree that you are responsible for your own life, then you're probably listening to the wrong podcast. If you accept that you are responsible for your life from this point forward, I mean, I'm even happy if you just blame the world for everything that happened up to today when you're listening to this podcast, but you have to accept that everything that happens after you listen to this podcast is completely up to you and it is nobody else's fault. If you accept that kind of framing of your life, now we can 
now you can go forward and you can look at all of your commitments in your calendar because time is the one thing you can't get back. You can earn more money. You can buy a bigger house. You can pay off a loan. You can buy a lottery ticket. You can make money in all kinds of different ways. There's all things you can do, but the one thing you can never ever get back or purchase more of is time, which is why when I look at simplification, I get folks to start at time. It's the one commodity you can't give more or get more. So that's why we go with your schedule first. We get you to go through all of that and you sit back and you say, okay, I've now listed out in my brain or on my whiteboard or whatever, you know, whatever, whatever turns your crank, right? Um, you've listed everything out and it's pretty funny. I mean, you got to have fun with this sometimes, right? I mean, we got to have fun in life, especially since the world is on fire right now. We got to have a little bit of fun. So you put stuff up there that's hilarious. You know, I walk the dog. Yeah, put it up there. It takes time. And I'm and I'm serious. You put all this stuff up there and then you realize, wow, that's, that, that's a lot of stuff, right? Or um, what a friend of mine did, and this is really neat. I, it, it's a little bit more labor intensive and I don't strongly recommend it to everybody unless you really have the time. But what he did is he put every commitment on his calendar. He went into his Google calendar, just the basic one that comes by default with all of your computers or your phones. And he put every single thing that he had to do in the run of a day uh, other than sleep, eat, and use the washroom in his calendar. And he quickly realized there was no white space. Now, if you don't understand what white space is, it is the most valuable piece of a calendar. White space is that time in a calendar that has zero commitments. There is nothing booked. It is free. It is yours. It is totally and wholly available for you to do whatever you want. That is the thing that you should be protecting, like as if it's your firstborn and you're putting walls around your castle and the enemies at the gates. That white space, however big or however small it is right now, that is your most valued possession that you have. Because with your white space, you can make changes. You have time in the white space to sit down and go through things like this simplification exercise about your time. You have the ability to do that. And once you go through that simplification exercise, you see your time and then you start to look at yourself and say, okay, what would I like it to look like? I can't do everything. And I know I'm going to, I'm going to bounce back here to what a Warren Buffett prescription that I talked about in episode two or three. And Warren Buffett said, you need to take the 25 things that you want to do in life, whatever they may be. You want to write a book. You want to earn a PhD. You want to get to the rank of colonel in the military. You want to run a marathon. You want to learn how to sail, whatever they may be. Not a bucket list because, you know, memento mori, we're going to stay away from that. But the whole point is, is you, you make a list of 25 things. And you take the top 25. Now the difficult part. You only get to pick five. Just five. Pick the top five. Yes, there aren't a top seven. There aren't a top six. You got to make the choice. Welcome to individual resilience, right? Individual responsibility. You make the choice. So you pick those top five. Then what you do is you look at your calendar and you ask that list of things that you put down under the simplification exercise. 
every one of those need to be in support of those top five things that you're working towards or they leave your schedule. So if you're trying to figure out how to get things out of your schedule, I don't know what I should get rid of. I know it's too much. I just don't know what to do. Then I would suggest going through the Warren Buffett exercise. So if you only come up with the top three, great, but it's never more than the top five because you can't do more than that. It just doesn't work. So pick the top five out of that list of 25 that you come up with and that everything in your schedule is working towards those top five or it leaves your schedule. And when you achieve one of those goals, because sometimes we actually do get a promotion at work to what we want or we do complete that degree or that community certificate that we're doing or qualification, you take it off and you take one from the list. And that's how you do it. That's how you build yourself that plan to build, call it a sustainable schedule, call it a sustainable lifestyle. You are allowing yourself to do two principal things. You're allowing yourself to breathe and take in life and have that white space that allows you to actually sit down with somebody that matters to you, whomever that may be, and have an honest heart conversation where you are present because your calendar allows you to have that presence, to be with that individual, to have that social connection. And imagine the pleasure that comes out of that without having to look at your watch, without looking at your, your phone or your computer, or, you know, I, got, I can only be here an hour. I, I love to have a drink with you, bud. Let's, uh, let's sit down. I'll meet you at the bar at 7, but I got to be gone by 7.15 because I got somewhere else to go. Don't be that person because that's not life. Life's not worth that. Sit down and build that schedule. Protect your time, the most valuable commodity that you have on the face of this earth. Once you've simplified and protected your time, we are now going to move on to, in the next episode of Inside My Canoe Head, we're going to talk about simplification of your physical world that surrounds you. All in the area and pointed towards individual responsibility, individual self-reliance, and within the framework of emergency preparedness. I am not going to try to get you to Marie Kondo your life. And I'm not going to try to get you to throw away all the stuff you own. I'm just going to go through the next episode and we're going to spend some time next week on Monday to talk about exactly what your physical life should look like. And that's you. And remember, and I'm going to say this before we exit today, that everything we do here on Inside My Canoe Head, as much fun as we have, it's all about you. It, it, you have to build these plans. You have to make these commitments. You have to step up and accept responsibility and change it. You can't take somebody else's plan and expect a mirror outcome in your life that so-and-so got when they did Weight Watchers or so-and-so got when they followed the investment plan in Tony Robbins' book and the two of you did the same thing and you come up with extra, you know, different outcomes. Life doesn't work like that. You don't follow somebody else's plan and get their outcome. You get your outcome. And that's what we do here at Inside My Canoe Head. We try to facilitate you to write your plan, your story, your future, and get you across that start line. So join us next week on Inside My Canoe Head when we're going to talk about the physical world around you and all of the things that you can do to make that a pretty exceptional, amazing place. Thank you very much for joining us this week for the episode. We appreciate your time. 
And feel free to leave us a comment if there's something you would like us to cover in the future. Until next week on Tuesday morning, have yourself a great time. Stay safe.